Thank you for tuning in to Covert Operations. This is Page AM accompanying you through the rabbit hole as we dive deep into sleight of hand. Tonight we are going to talk about the difference and similarities between magic and sleight of hand. Whether you're on your way to your office, stuck in traffic, having a sip of coffee on your home, or killing time before going to bed, I am thankful for your ever-listening ears. Welcome to Covered Operations. Disclaimer, this is only SpayJM's opinions and personal perspectives on the two art forms. SpayJM is a sleight of hand artist and once a magician as well. Throughout his tenure, he has realized that his calling is with sleight of hand and not magic, but the respect for the art remains the same. This is in no way to dishonor the essence of magic or demean it in any way. This is only a mere representation of what his understanding of it is and the difference of it in comparison to sleight of hand. Please always keep an open mind throughout listening to the whole episode. Magic in many ways is one of the best art forms that you can experience. It gives you a sense of wonder that can trigger a sensation or different kinds of emotions all present at the same time. It can leave you bewildered or confused. It can leave you questioning your understanding of what is real and what is not. It can lead to many things that are completely unexplainable, especially to the uninitiated. Sleight of hand is like that, in a sense. Sleight of hand is also an art best experienced by a person or a group of people. However, in the end, there is no wonder to be triggered, but deception. Deception is the main goal of sleight of hand. It is the one that the artist will inflict to the spectator to produce the same sensations as you would if you were experiencing magic. In essence, you might think of it as the same thing. However, when you look at it on a broader aspect, it is different from one another. I have said so many times that magic and sleight of hand can coexist with one another, but is at the same time different from each other as well. Sleight of hand is a tool for magic. As in magic, there are so many tools that you can use to your advantage, and an integral part of it is sleight of hand. Reason being is that sleight of hand is your baseline in starting out your magical learning. It is a fundamental in which the other tools that you use in magic rely on. This is due to the several methods that you need to execute for your tool to work, and sleight of hand is the basis of it. On the other hand, no pun intended, sleight of hand is a craft of its own. As a sleight of hand artist, I solely believe in the fact that the only tool you need when performing are your hands and your medium of choice. These are playing cards, coins, robes, etc. Because the ideology of performing only with your chosen medium and using its full potential is much more fulfilling to the sleight of hand artist. The exemplary display of skill in their chosen medium is what the artist desires. This is not to discredit that the magician is not putting in the time and effort to master their craft. No, both artists have an equal footing in their path to mastery. It is just that the magician is free to use and take advantage of their chosen medium and tool to achieve what seems to be the impossible or a miracle or something out of this world. In sleight of hand, it is much more grounded. 
as I believe that our main goal is to deceive rather than to leave our spectator with wonder as far as performing is concerned. Again, this is only my opinion and my take on it. Many other slide event artists have different outlooks on this as well. For example, Shin Lim. Shin Lim claims to be a slide event artist but is using gimmicks for an added effect in his performances. That is his choice. There is nothing wrong with that. There are no official rules and regulations that you need to follow when you call yourself as such. This is a free world. As long as it makes sense to you, then go for it. This is just me being a purist of sleight of hand and to challenge and restrict myself to only using blank cards and double backers or facers as the gimmick that I can use. Many people in the magic industry once labeled me as a hypocrite or a fool to my craft. Since it all still boils down to the core that I am still a magician, I get that and in theory we still are. But why do the same people call themselves mentalists, illusionists, escape artists and many more? Why does it seem that for them those titles are acceptable? How different is the sleight of hand artist? When a mentalist uses the infinite capabilities of their mind to predict an outcome, when an illusionist takes advantage of your visual perception and makes a lion appear out of nowhere, when an escape artist easily unshackles themselves from tightly locked chains, it is acceptable for you to call themselves those titles. But when a slight event artist devotes himself to not using gimmicks and to practice on the intricate methods and applications of their chosen medium, it is not acceptable. Think of it this way. In music, there is a general term called music, and within it have different genres to suit your listening ears. We have jazz, which is a more smooth blend of instruments, metal, which is on the heavier and distorted blend of instruments, pop, which is more on the catchier and popular side of things. Within the genres, there are subgenres. For example, in metal, there is metalcore, a mix of metal and hardcore, death metal, power metal, heavy metal, and the list goes on. In this analogy, each genre has a unique and distinct sound that you can expect that they will deliver. Why can it work with our craft? Is it because magic is just the same thing as sleight of hand? If sleight of hand is not an acceptable term, why was cardistry, which is the art of shuffling cards and offspring, or a subgenre of magic, and is its own thing now? It's like the prestige, wherein Angier and Borden are fighting for the real transported man. Spoiler alert to those people who still haven't seen it. It's your fault if you don't, it is a highly recommended movie. Anyway, how Borden does the real transported man resonated with me and my belief in sleight of hand since he does it organically with his twin. The dedication that they have to pull it off even just for a brief moment on stage is just astounding. And their dedication as well off stage wherein they put on their disguises to sell the effect even more is beyond comparison. You really won't know the real secret of it and that is in essence what sleight of hand is all about. By being an expert of your medium, there are several different applications that you can think in order for you to arrive at the end result that you want your spectators to see. 
Angier, on the other hand, represents magic. He has reached out to Tesla for a groundbreaking experiment that will bring forth the transported man on another level. The only catch is, every night he is performing it, he kills himself and another one of him spawns to achieve the effect. On the back end of things, Tesla said on the movie, we may have to try a different material which may provoke a different result, which is an apparent developmental method in the preparation of a routine or an effect in magic, as well as the fact that Angier wants to achieve the impossible in this feat, and Tesla asking him if he has considered the cost of this obsession. Magicians technically are obsessed in their craft. For many years, magicians have been in the forefront of technology, taking advantage of what technology has in store for them, braving the waters to arrive with results that would benefit their effect. I have seen this personally. Magicians have a way to perfectly forge a signature. They have a way to telepathically move objects from one place to another, a way to make things or even people or themselves levitate. These are what seems to be impossible to the spectator, but a walk in the park in the thinking process of an experienced magician. Going back to the topic, it makes no sense for people to assume something they do not fully grasp the essence of. This is my belief and I stand for what I believe in. I believe that magic and sleight of hand is equal. There is no one above the other. The history and knowledge between the two is vast and still there are some of it left unexplored. I believe as well that both art forms use every ounce of their medium to its full advantage in order for when they perform, the desired effect or end result may be achieved. I believe in the difference of the byproduct of both art forms to, to your spectators, which are for magic, wonder, and for sleight of hand deception. I believe as well in not restricting those two byproducts to their assignments and that it may be interchangeable whether inflicted by the artist or personally experienced by the spectator. Where do we go from here? In essence, it all points to what I said earlier. Magic and sleight of hand can coexist with one another but is still different from each other. I know for sure that there will be people who will put me on a stake and disagree for every word I said on this episode. That's fine. If you're one of the few that still keeps an open mind and has somewhat gotten my point, then I thank you. To end, I just want to thank you for the time to listen to me rant about the difference of these two art forms. I hope my rambling somewhat made sense to you and I hope it did enlighten and deepen your understanding of our craft, even if you're a beginner or an experienced magician, or even as a general listener that doesn't know anything about magic. Your interest is what keeps me and this podcast growing, and I thank you for your ever-listening ears. Tune in next week for another episode of The Trinity. There are lots more in store. Once again, this is Page AM, and welcome to Covered Operations. <laughs>